0: What's up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have stumbled into a new edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the discography, the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Some would say the greatest rock and roll band of all time, Van Halen. But I'm not the judge here. I'll let you be the judge of that. I just simply will say, we love this band. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Meyer, With me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, is it sweltering up in Canada yet, or is that just here?
1: Uh, I think it's just there. It's just pleasant here. Uh, But, um, oh, I've had a week, my friend. Uh, This has been the longest week of my life, and it's Tuesday. Uh, Oh, boy. work, Work is just kicking me in the balls for the last three or four days, and I am so ready to rock out with little Van Halen tonight. Thank God we're recording this a a day early, uh, you know, because I really needed this tonight. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. And uh, that's uh, the beauty of this podcast. We are flexible. We can do this uh, whenever we can. And you, sir, are a busy guy when it comes to podcasting. I'm surprised you have a day to where uh, you you can decide hey we shouldn't record this day we should record this day because <laughs> you are so busy with backtracks it seems like you and john just never seem to stop
1: well and you know we we banked up so many uh, we usually uh, get on one of these calls and we record three a night uh so we're well into august i think uh on pre-records and but now john and i are talking about expanding backtracks. exactly yeah, yeah uh we're, we're gonna have backtracks. zero smith we're still gonna continue with that show but there might be one or two new backtracks coming. One that might involve uh, uh, movie music, uh, songs from movies, and one that might just be limitless. Just whatever people want to bring up, just bring your favorite song. And, and we're going to create a Spotify playlist featuring just all the best music that that we all love that doesn't fit into the constraints of a certain band or a certain genre, just anything. And uh, both this of those- um, Endless playlists. The endless limitless playlist. Yeah, both yeah, of those uh, really, really excite me. I have to wait for John to get back from uh, California. He was at Star Wars Celebration. Um, I, I think he just got back home today, so he's probably going to take a week to decompress and get rid of the jet lag before uh, we uh, get back in the saddle, as it were, on the Aerosmith Show. So right now, this is my only podcast this week. Well, how about that? So now uh, we are in for
0: something completely crazy with a refreshed Corey because he, he's super refreshed. <laughs> he's ready to to give you all the quips and japes that you need and that you want when the you japes? come like to that. this All the things that you want when you come to uh visit us here at and the podcast will rock. Uh maybe we'll even get a day uh Diamond Dave impression from
1: Corey. Who knows? Probably Um, not, but you are gonna get an apology right off the hop because (laughs) last week I started talking about a new show that is coming up on the deep dive podcasting network on Megadeth, and I totally fucking butchered it, man. Like it was I I think I had one too many wisers or I had my, my tweets mixed up or whatever. Totally fucked it up. So I'm here to apologize and let you know that. Uh, so far, so pod, so what is still coming uh, in June, uh, hosted by John from Maiden A to Z. I, I, I think I said Tom uh, from the Metal God Show. That's incorrect. It's John from Maiden A to Z and uh, Buffalo Greg, Greg Pasquale, who has been on our show, who I'm dying to have back on because we owe him a good tune. Um, they're Amazing. kicking that up uh, in June. They have kind of an introductory episode up right now, wherever you get your podcast and I listen to it. And the, these guys have a great rapport, which uh, I think really is what makes uh, these kind of shows tick. You need to have good tunes. They need to have a good report, hopefully mark, you and I have a good report, and that's why uh some people uh, hang around and I know uh, that John and Greg do as well, so I'm really looking forward to that show kicking off in June on the deep dive podcasting network so far so pod, so what there you go so yeah ap- apologies for the uh, uh mispronunciation
0: or whatever it was last I just week we it up. Re-
1: just Oh, well there you go up. yeah I, I, <laughs> well, I, we I just suck
0: well we no you we we unfucked it so it's uh therefore it is not fucked everything <laughs> has now is been unfucked
1: thank you yes <laughs> yeah
0: so it'll actually be really uh interesting you guys be sure to check out backtracks on the deep dive podcasting network featuring Corey and uh the the ever popular ever famous john mariano who's uh yeah he's decompressing probably but it might be an even funnier show just to hear what he sounds like completely jet-lagged and miserable trying to talk about Aerosmith. I'd be curious to see what songs he would turn out for, uh, for feeling that sort of
1: way. But it's interesting. That, Normally he's just miserable. Now he'd be jet-lagged yeah, and miserable. Yeah,
0: He'd be jet-lagged and miserable. Exactly. So I think that would be an interesting dynamic of Mariano that we're not used to. And that would be fun for the world to experience. So be on the lookout for that, you guys. Uh, But you didn't come here exactly for Aerosmith, or maybe you did. And if you did, go check out Backtracks. It's a great show. But you came here for Van Halen, and we absolutely want to deliver that. You guys know how the show works. Or if you don't, if you're a first-timer, let me explain. We have all of the songs on a giant wheel that's right a wheel we spin the wheel and whatever the wheel decides to land on we talk about that particular song in van halen's category a lot of people still do not believe the wheel is an actual thing no matter how many times we tweet it out we tweet it out every time because we want to show people it's real it's a thing um and sometimes the wheel is not nice at all uh, uh <laughs> greg de Pasquale can atone to that uh, uh, or he can attest to it. Uh, but sometimes the wheel throws us a bone. Corey has had himself a, a, a rough week. I've myself have had a rough couple of days, but, uh, I think what we need to bring us back from, uh, from the depths of despair, as it were, or not quite despair, but close to it is a rocking Van Halen tune. So then I have to ask you, Corey, is there a particular song or is there an album in Van Halen's catalog uh, that uh, you, you would like to manifest everybody drink (laughs) manifest for tonight's episode.
1: You know, I'm not even going to bring the bad juju. That's bringing down my life right now onto the wheel. I'm going to be happy with pretty much anything last wheel or sorry, last week, not last week, last week, uh, the wheel treated us very nicely. Gave us a little mean street. Uh, Oh yeah. Right. So uh, very quickly, uh, shall we go through the poll results and the tweets from that one? absolutely we should do that okay well the uh, poll unsurprisingly 96.7 percent what dreams are made of only 3.3 percent this dream is over that's out of 90 votes so one of our bigger polls um, and it's still active actually because we're recording this a day early but uh, i think that uh, equates only one uh, this dream is over and it's not even john mariano one of the first guys who tweeted uh, was john mariano who said i um voted positively for once he so, did, yes. So uh, can't someone's a contrarian him. out there and actually didn't like that <laughs> song, and I can't believe it. Uh, let's quickly go through some of these tweets here, folks. Uh, Chris Wagman uh, said my vote is for Mean Street. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, the Vic says my favorite by far. Look at that. Getting a lot of love, mm-hmm. Mean Street is. Uh, Rihanna says uh, this song 100% on target. I agree uh, with you, Rihanna, very much. Charles Johnson says there is a reason this song opens the record. Fan-fucking-tastic. Well said, Charles. I couldn't set it any better than that. Uh, Brian Peterkin uh, says, damn, my favorite Van Halen tune. Such a cool riff. Dave delivers the lyrics so masterfully. Love everything about this song. Yes. Preacher to the choir, my friend, Brian, we agree with you. Our good friends at Sean Geek and the Fast Fret Podcast said, absolute genius of a song, not a weak song on this album. Not a one. Ed's playing is simply tasty in this with jagged edges that make it dangerous, yet catchy. And Alex, my God, he always plays what the song needs and still makes it cool. And in this, my fave, Dave, the storyteller with a punch, sounding dangerous and cool as hell. And Mike, damn it, Mike, he just makes this song groove. Uh, very well said, uh, Sean Geek, Fast Fred Podcast. Yeah. Check those guys out. They're doing some great work over there. Uh, Made Nate Z, uh, after calling me out for uh, fucking up their show, sorry about that again, John, uh, said it's my <laughs> song of the year 2022. I can tell you already, I play it all the time, usually with the rest of Fair Warning up after. Great opener, great album. Also, Tool put it in as their pre-intro jam like UFO ACDC for Metallica and Maiden when I saw them this spring. So that's kind of cool. And oh, I, I've yeah. actually heard Mean Street play uh, in, in a few uh, pre-concert uh, uh, jams. So uh, a tool uh, we could add to that list as well. Um, Tom, friend of the show, R brewster says, uh, I see the Contrarians are at it again. Honestly, I like Mean Street better than Unchained. And Sean Geek actually uh, agreed with that one. That's kind of a hot take in a way, uh, Mark. Uh, would you say Mean Street is better than Unchained? Ooh,
0: I think my personal bias has to has to disagree with that sentiment. However, I am not going to uh, deny anyone their justice. I, if you're going to say that Mean Streets is better than Unchained, I acknowledge that and I understand why you might feel that way me personally because i don't know i just feel attached to unchained it's one of my favorite van halen tunes of all time i cannot i just i can't give it to mean streets uh uh above unchained that's me personally however if you the the audience think that mean streets is better i'm not gonna fight you
1: you know they're they're pretty comparable for me but i i've heard unchained so many more times it's maybe a little overplayed mm-hmm. so i would gravitate more towards mean street right now but uh, I oh, thought that okay. was very interesting. Uh, and, and they're obviously both great songs. Um, Mark Fuller uh, said, who the hell voted this dream is over. Wow. Uh, I agree on that. I um, know. I wish they'd come out and tell us. <laughs> uh, Gene, Nicky, uh, Gene Nicky, when we were four votes in and it was 100%, he said, just close the poll now. Because <laughs> he's he's one of those guys, like, he just doesn't get the poll that people are are voting down on some of these songs. Just, just shut her down at four votes, 100%. Yeah. And I was tempted. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> We, we didn't stray too far from the 100. There was only one down vote on it. Our good buddy, Michael Green, uh, a good friend of yours, Mark, who you called out on the last show. To, uh, he says, uh, the song is what dreams are made of. John uh, Mariano voted with his heart. Uh, Mark the bat, dropped the gloves uh, uh, with, with our good friend, Michael. Then he uh, put, listen to Van Halen three, Mark. So he's still. <laughs> and then uh, he, he goes on to say, and I agree 100%, at CD Morset is the man He rocks this podcast. Thank you, Michael. That's awesome of you to say. I'm glad that uh, he's on my side. Mean Street is top 10 Van Halen for sure. Great show. And he gave a little fist bump. So thank you very much, Michael. I know uh, Mark is a big fan of yours and a big fan of Van Halen three. Are you going to let him have it again this week? Look, it's don't
0: tell me to listen to Van Halen three. I am. We have this show (laughs) for that purpose. So don't, Fret not, we'll get to more tracks from Van Halen 3, I assure you. But boy, you are not uh, uh, making my chances of it being an optimistic approach any clearer. So yeah, we'll 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 see how the rest of those tracks go down.
1: Ah oh, yes. Okay, so so that's all the tweets <laughs> on the poll. Ninety-six percent, what dreams are made of. But we uh, right before breaking news, right before we started recording, um, oh. David Lee Roth was uh, harassed. Uh, coming off uh, an airplane at an airport by a fan with a cell phone. And the fan was, you know, telling him how much he's a fan and all that. But he asked him like, uh, uh, is there any chance, Dave, that you might uh, come out of retirement and maybe do some stuff? And, uh, you know, Dave was having some fun with him and said, uh, there's always a tomorrow for a singer, but not so much for a a trombone player, uh, whatever that means. But then he said, you know, how many uh, retirements did Rocky have? And how many times did Rambo kind of come out of retirement to fight the next mission? Uh, so he kind of just said, I'm only halfway through my first retirement. Uh, I, I think Dave still got some in the tank. And I know you and I speculated when he canceled his Vegas run that maybe it was because there was so much interest in the Vegas run. He might be planning some sort of tour. And of course, since then, we've got the news that, uh, you know, Alex Van Halen had been talking with Joe Satriani and uh, Jason Newstead and Michael Anthony was part of those talks. And maybe a guy like Steve Lukather um, and maybe pink David Lee Roth threw that out there. I know Eric said that was kind of tongue in cheek, but I still can't get over it. I think Pink would be f- uh, fantastic. But, you know, I- I'm still holding out hope that this little uh, tribute tour uh, uh kind of comes together. I, I doubt it's going to be like a 40, 50-date uh, actual tour, but it'll be like, you know, 15, 20 shows just across mm-hmm. North America celebrating the music of Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. And, man, wouldn't that be fantastic? It, it would be.
0: I would almost go so far as to say i don't know that it would even be like a tour that stretched out that far like maybe it would be like a residency thing in uh in la a residency, yeah. uh, uh maybe or maybe they do like a, a 10 show thing where it's just all on the west coast something like that uh it would be nice if they branched out through you know north america for a, a brief tour if you want to call it that a mini tour, if you will, and uh, at least at least expand so that give everybody else who maybe is not on the West Coast a uh, a chance to see him. If that is indeed what they might do, I'm inclined to think that's they'll probably test the waters that way uh, for a few shows. And if they feel up to expanding, yeah, we might hear something about that. Um, I but I'm I'm still stuck on this whole. Did David Lee Roth just compare himself to two Sylvester Stallone characters? He did actually, yeah. I he did he did and okay, <laughs> just I'm just making sure that uh, I I was hearing that correctly and I've got no retort to that I, anyway. But uh, so yeah, hey.
1: You know what? The man's a legend. Rocky's a legend. Rambo's a exactly. legend. Exactly. It fits. It fits.
0: They're all legends and they're all old. So I mean, th- <laughs> there you go. It's fine. And I hey, don't get it twisted. I love those films and uh, and I love Diamond Dave you know i just prefer hagar most of the time but that's uh that's neither here nor there you guys we might indeed spin a dave tune and i would not be mad about that because dave songs in van halen are you know very much of the party variety they're very much of the uh, you know sex drugs and rock and roll and sometimes it's nice especially if you've had a long week a long day whatever you just want to turn off your brain decompress listen to some rocking tunes and you're not worried about the content of the tune you're just worried about like is it is it fun is it going to make me enjoy my life for a little bit for however many minutes this track goes sometimes you need that i think we need that so i'm not going to manifest the song whatsoever i'm just going to let the wheel do its thing and i would just simply ask it be
1: merciful all right mark pick a number between one and ten Four. That's how many times I'm gonna hit shuffle here. So we got one, two, All right. three, four. All right. What do you say? Are you ready, sir? Hit it, Sammy! Here we go! Oh, round, round, round. Run, run, round, round. All round. right. Go, round, oh boy. Really? Are we gonna get another Van Halen? It's Van Halen. Oh theme. my god. And it's not a party song, it's without you. Without you from Van Halen 3. This is one of the singles from, from the Gary Sharon album. Um, I got to say, Mark, probably not what you were hoping for tonight.
0: It wasn't, but then again, I don't know because, uh, I, I am not familiar with, uh, without you from Van Halen three, uh, you say it was one of their singles. I believe you that still doesn't mean I heard it. Um, and somewhere out there, I hear this cackle out in, in the, on the wind, a foul voice, a cackle, if you will, goes by the name of Michael green, I'm sure. So. Ugh, here you go, bud. You wanted it. Here, here. We're doing it again. Another Van Halen three track.
1: Not ideal, Corey. Well, you know what? Uh, this is one of the tracks I do like on Van Halen three. And uh, th- there was two edits of this. um There was a single edit and an album version. We'll listen to the album version. It's a little longer. Um, it's six minutes thirty seconds. Uh, so, so get comfy, Mark. We're going to be here for a little bit. Oh, um, we just talked about a Van Halen three song, so it's still kind of fresh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Recorded in 97, released in 98. Uh, Gary Sharon uh, comes over from Extreme. Uh, we, we kind of talked about the, the circumstances of him joining the band ad nauseam. Um, you know, I, I always kind of go back to him saying, I wish I, I could kind of tour uh, or play some shows at Van Halen to, to kind of become part of the, the band, as it were, before just coming in and, and recording oh, yeah. that album. Yeah, because uh, uh, not a lot of chemistry. But this is one of the songs that um, kind of stick out as being one of the better tracks. Uh, if we were going to spit a Van Halen 3 track, um, and I mentioned last week, actually, that uh, I'm getting sick of shitting on Gary Sharon Van Halen songs because the first three we did weren't very good. Uh, here's one that uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing because uh, from what I remember, it's pretty gosh darn good.
0: Well, I hope so. Like I said, this this is going to be a, another first for me for this album. So if uh, if you say... That it's got – it's one of the better ones. I'll take your word for it, and I guess we'll find out. And I'm hoping that I do. Maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that changes my mind on – how I'm feeling about the album as a whole so far in, in in what we've listened to on the show that is so maybe I'm I'm holding out hope I'm gonna be dare I say optimistic
1: there you go going with an open heart and an open mind my friend there we go all right what do you say let's start a little without you from Van Halen 3 let's do it All right, Mark. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, 40 seconds in.
0: I really dug the last uh, 10 seconds that we just <laughs> listened to of when Eddie just comes in and is like, I got it. Here you go. And just start shredding a little bit. Um, I think Gary sounds fine. As far as uh, the notes go, the, te- you know, the technicality of of the vocal style is is fine except for one thing. If I did not have the lyric sheet right in front of me, I was I I, I would be thinking he's singing nonsense syllables. Um, because they're they're not very well enunciated. And look, I know I'm no, I'm that's not what we're here to do. We're not here to nitpick the technicalities of the music, especially the vocals. I know it feels like I do that a lot. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to do that. But I'm I'm on. I'm just being honest. If I did not have the lyric sheet of this first verse of the song uh, to n- know what he's saying, I would have no clue what he's saying because it, it, it sounds like gibberish.
1: You know, we talked about that on the from afar episode. There's there's some sort of vocal effect on there, right? It's not very full body. Uh, it, it sounds kind of thin and kind of tinny, doesn't it? That maybe makes it a little tougher to pick those words out.
0: I mean, I don't want to say he's singing timidly. Maybe
1: it's just the mix of the vocal. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Right. There's some sort of vocal effect on there that, that's kind of taken away a lot of the power uh, in Gary's voice, which is, yeah. you know, why would you want to suppress it?
0: Right. Could be that or could be, I mean, maybe he just wasn't really, maybe he just, I mean, the more we keep hearing about his time in the with the band and during this album, it kind of feels like maybe he just was not in uh, completely in it fully because he just didn't feel like he was part of the band. And if that's the case, then perhaps the performance kind of shows through on record, but I'm, mean, but it's, I don't, I don't want to say that that's it. I'm going to have to assume perhaps it's
1: part of the mixing. I, I think so, because I, I really hear Gary, like giving it his all uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not really coming through. Uh, and maybe that's just no. something uh, in, in the production of not only this song, but the album as well. Uh, Mike Post, who we talked about, and, and Eddie uh, produced this at fifty-one fifty. So, um, I don't know. Let, let, let's keep going and see if the songs are growing you a little bit here. Sure. You see, I'm getting hundred percent Gary Charro. it's just I, I the the production uh, doesn't put him front and center, right but the, the, and right. the band sounds amazing on this, doesn't it? There's a lot of rhythm section in in this portion.
0: um like even even Eddie is kind of the guitar uh, the ornamentation and everything he's doing back there is sort of on the lower side. you know, maybe it's just because of how I'm listening to it, but uh am I crazy? Does Eddie's kind of sound like he's a little too far away?
1: A little um, bit like, uh, you know, I, I was just focusing on the guitar tone uh, and yeah. the drums would all sound great and uh, really kind of paying attention to the bass because this is one of the three tracks that Michael Anthony actually played on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the bass, I thought, was sounded really cool.
0: It, yeah. Like I said, the rhythm section, both drums and bass are coming through pretty full. Um, not not they're not overpowering to me, but they're full. I'm not, I don't have a problem hearing them. I don't have a problem hearing what they're doing. Uh, get there's something going on with Gary's vocal booth. And then uh, for whatever reason, Eddie sounds like he's behind a door or something. Um, and maybe that's just by design. Cause they're keeping you, you know, keeping you, uh, keeping him hidden for a bit until he comes back full front full, uh, you know, r- right in your face with his guitar tone. Like, like he did at the beginning of the song uh and then i'm assuming he's probably going to do that in a solo but i don't know
1: i will find out i will say there's a lot of really cool elements in this song but it's the it's how it's mixed the the production of the song uh is kind of leaving me wanting more and of course i'm not crazy about it yeah mike Mike post uh, wrote a lot of cool tv themes and stuff but as a producer uh man i don't know i I think if you get (laughs) ted teplman in there uh, producing this song it's gonna sound fucking killer
0: Yes, because he understands how they sound and how they're supposed to sound.
1: i really dig that chorus mark what did you think
0: i like the chorus um uh, i'm gonna get butchered for this though by somebody <laughs> he sounds like he's doing a sammy hagar impression to me like it's not i know what gary sounds like it's, like i said we, we we harp every time we say something a little negative about this particular album people think we're shitting on gary sharon as a performer we're not we love extreme extreme is great matter of fact extreme is one of the most underrated bands that were uh uh, a thing in the 80s that you guys should really go back and check out their material because those dudes could rip um yeah i am not here to downplay gary or any of extreme that being said i don't know what he's doing on this album because he just doesn't sound like the gary from extreme which should have been i think maybe maybe that was everybody's problem is the fact that it was Van Halen and it didn't sound like Van Halen because of Gary because Gary wasn't sounding like Gary and maybe there wasn't enough uh mix in there and you know and of course we've talked about that before and the reasons why but I don't know I like this chorus but to me he sounds like he's kind of doing a Sammy Hagar impression and maybe he's not doing it uh, uh on purpose maybe it's kind of subconscious because of uh the how the music is played I don't know I just if I'm crazy, if, if I'm hearing it wrong, please let me know. But to me, that's what it sounds like. Yeah,
1: you know, I think it's just because he's so down on the mix. You would expect Sammy or David to be way up front on that chorus, mm-hmm. right? Especially on the without yous. and the, you, you have that kind of that nice harmony. Like The harmony leading into it on the bridge was, was terrible. Like oh, How it was yeah. throws, it was it sounds awful. But you got Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen, and you're going to do that? uh to the (laughs) harmony on the bridge that was fucking terrible but Uh, rectified coming into the solo right they sounded great you know Mm -hmm. get gary Sharon, who is such a powerful wonderful singer put him out front and let him just go to town but he again it's thin and i I think that's maybe where you get the sammy hagar comparison from uh had they had this been mixed by ted templeman i think you get gary Sharon out there loud and proud and uh, maybe when we're done i just want to play a little bit of of uh uh, maybe a live cut of "Without You" uh, from 1988. They played this song, uh, according to uh, Setlist.fm, they played it, but 78 times, or yeah, 78 times by Van Halen. So I'll try and find a live cut. Mm. Uh, and I bet you, if yeah, you get Sammy yeah. out there, or sorry, Gary out there belting this thing, it's going to sound pretty fucking killer.
0: I I think it would. I really do. But like, right now, what's what's kind of killing it for this song is is some of the mixing, um, mm. n- notably with whatever's going on with Gary's voice here. I'm just not not understanding the direction behind that.
1: Exactly. There's that harmony again on the, how long can this go on? Like, again you got mike anthony and you got eddie van halen you know the the sound of van halen is is their harmony and you you put this kind of robotic like, effect on it just oh it's no yeah it's like it's a weird
0: effect and then it's very low see it's almost like what's the point of even having it
1: yeah. if
2: you're
0: not gonna you know put it out there to to be heard and see right there he didn't sound like sammy to me on on the uh on these verses so i don't know i don't know what's going on with the with the chorus line or uh, i really don't understand what's happening with the uh the background vocals either it's like two background um this is just not well mixed
1: we gotta get mike post on the show and ask him like uh, what happened during the recording and more importantly the mastering and the mixing of this album <laughs> yeah uh, give the, us the, the scoop buddy yeah <laughs> give us the scoop and i'm sure uh, maybe we'll, let's call eric senich uh, i bet you he knows
0: he uh, probably and, knows yes. yeah and,
1: and he can fill us in what, what kind of happened on Van Halen three because so many great van halen elements there that are just not being utilized properly everyone make sure to message message eric
0: to uh, get him to tell <laughs> his side of the story i'm sure he knows so Anyways, right. go ahead.
1: yeah uh, hit him up uh, booked on rock podcast uh, the van halen news desk uh, uh, great guy to talk to uh, let's bombard him with messages about without you from van halen 3 <laughs> you're smiling a bit mark that was pretty fucking cool you gotta admit it
0: yes because it sounded like michael and eddie having a bass guitar duel even though they're like they're playing literally the same thing they're going like note (laughs) for note down the fretboard and but it just sounded like i'm gonna do this see if you can keep up
1: and you throw alex in there too right throw yeah. Alex in there. Cause all of a sudden you get some, you know, double hits on the hi-hat you got a nice little roll in there to a little Tom roll. Uh, he's in there dilding as well. Fuck. I loved everything about that. That
0: was, I mean, that's a really, really cool section It almost, uh, um, it, it felt right until the, uh, the break until, and then you just get, uh, Eddie doing his uh, little solo, little chug there, uh, using a really weird, I don't even know if he's using overdrive. I don't know what sort of, uh, Effect pedal he's using, but he's just, and I don't know what kind of chords he's making either, but like it's, it almost sounded very dissonant and off, which I'm sure was by design because, you know, he's, he's, he's funky that way, Eddie. And, uh, but yeah, no, I, I really like that instrumental version or that uh, instrumental uh, portion of the song. That was really cool. You just, I just, I was smiling because in my head, I'm just seeing Michael and Eddie just looking at each other playing playing that, that whole riff, both like going note for note, not even looking at what they're doing. They're just looking at each other, like who's going to break eye contact first. And neither one of them did. Um, so that just, <laughs> that imagery put a smile on my face.
1: And, you know, I wish that was the way too. If only we could get a hold of Michael Anthony and ask him like, you're really rolling on three songs in this album, but tell us about recording without you because yeah, there's a great section where the three of them are just knocking it out of the park.
0: I would love, I, I would love to hear any stories whatsoever. Michael wants to tell us about <laughs> the recording process, but uh, yeah, no, this one would be a really good question to ask.
1: and Van Halen harmony on that. You got a little bit of it uh, at the end. You, you hear Michael just, in the bass, going, and then you get the without yeah. you. I'm like, oh, man, bring that shit up. That That's Van Halen, right? The power of Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen, their voices together. Oh, yeah. no, I kind of missed it. I'm digging the fuck out of the song, though. Like, uh, I love that chorus, and I loved everything they were doing there. Just give me a little more of what makes Van Halen Van Halen.
0: That's what everybody wants. That's It doesn't matter what era of Van Halen we're listening to. That's what we want. Like, just give, give us that Van Halen flavor. It doesn't matter who you got singing for you. It doesn't matter who's playing bass or isn't playing bass on the track, whatever. Just give us that Van Halen flavor. That's what we want. That's what everyone wants.
1: You know what? I think uh, put this song on 5150 uh, in that era, right? With that production, uh, mm. th- th- this song may be an all-time Van Halen classic
0: i could see that i could see yeah um definitely the mix for one thing i just personally i just feel like yeah if this song was mixed better i think it would have gotten a uh, got a better res- response
1: yeah i i don't know if this uh this song ever charted probably not it debuted at number one on the on the mainstream rock tracks oh okay um, so but i don't think it ever hit like the 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 hot 100 or anything right uh, nice little change of tempo there at the end of, on the work it outs which again uh didn't sound like van halen i kind of wish they would but uh, i really like the kind of tempo change uh mark that's without you uh from van halen three what do you think
0: it's an interesting way they uh give us that classic sort of uh, van halen fade out it's a band that doesn't do enough arena rock uh ends to their song that you would expect they do a, they like to do the fade out where they're just playing and playing forever into the sunset, um, and this is one of those we got. So that's, but yeah, <laughs> interesting tempo change, uh, sort of shift in the dynamic of the song right there at the end. Um, that's a choice. So there it is. Uh, yeah, without you from Van Halen three, we've tackled another one. Uh, I'm just gonna throw it right to you, just to, just to see how you're vibing on this song, Corey. Is this the one? or is this a one, uh, is this track from Van Halen three, what dreams are made of, or is once again, the dream over.
1: I dug this tune uh, to me. And again, maybe we'll play a little bit of live cuts. I bet you live. This thing was killer. Uh, all the elements for a great Van Halen song are here. And uh, just let Gary go. Let, let him be Gary Chabrone. Let him just belt out this song at the top of his lungs. Don't bury him in the mix. Don't bury Mike and, and Eddie on on harmonies uh, in the mix. Like, just let him fucking go. Let him gallop in her van. Goddamn, Halen, for fuck's sakes. Let him go. <laughs> but all the elements are there. I really dug this tune. Uh, even the little few nitpicks I have are, aren't going to keep me from saying the, that the dream is over. Um, to me, this is a return to form from, from this album. I knew I liked songs on this album. And uh, I was really kind of hoping that without you, uh, was coming up pretty quick because we had three clunkers in a row. Um, but I, I dug the hell out of this song. Uh, Eddie sounds great. I, I love the musical interludes. Uh, Mike's doing some cool shit on the bass and Alex is right there with him. You know, we always talked about during an Eddie uh, solo, all of a sudden you'll get to, you know, some double hits on the hi hat or a little roll here. Just kind of, Hey, guess what little brother I'm here too. And I, I dig mm-hmm. that shit. That, that's Van Halen to me. So Absolutely. Uh, This is what dreams are made of for me. The real question is, uh, is Michael Green going to have a bone to pick with you, Mark, on your vote this week? Uh, Without you from Van Halen 3, is the dream over, or is this what dreams are made of?
0: Well, Michael Green's always going to have a bone to pick regardless. So in that regard, I, I have to say... For now, put your bones away. Uh, I did not hate this track whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I dug quite a bit from it. Nitpicks aside and how I feel about uh, the, the overall mix of the track, put it away. I tried to listen to the song just as the song is presented. And it's, look we've talked about it before i've had songs that i've listened to on here going like yeah no i'm not digging this van halen track i don't think uh this is what uh, i think the dream is over for this only for it to be saved by the uh ever do uh the just the ever vigilant ever popular ever uh just classic eddie van halen solo he can bring it back if you're not feeling the song, he can bring it back with a solo. He's like, okay, I get it. I get it. You've been patient. Let me reward your patience with this. And he just noodles away. And before you know it, you're like, well, that, that song rips for that solo alone. I'm going to say this song on Van Halen 3 without you rips from the for the solo alone or the uh the 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 bass and guitar duel that i'm talking about earlier it's probably not a duel but it sounded like one and in my head canon it is and that just makes it so much more fun this sounded fun you know despite the fact that uh uh the lyrics themselves the content of the song might not be trying to uh, project a fun atmosphere per se, but the sound of it, the, it's the fun Van Halen rock sound that you know and that you love. And what do we just say? That's what you come to Van Halen for. It doesn't matter what era you come there for the rip-roaring rock tunes that are fun. You want to have a good time. The mix and the vocals, notwithstanding, this song was a fun time for me. I And I'm just as shocked about it as you <laughs> probably are, the audience, because yes, Uh, I was (laughs) just at the start of it. I I groaned because I can't believe we were doing yet another one already from Van Halen three, but look, I'm not saying this is going to go into my top 20, uh, Van Halen songs of all time, but look, I'm not going to call it one of the worst because I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And I agree with Corey's mentality. Let Gary Sharon shine. Don't put him in the corner. Let him just do his thing. I'd be very curious to hear how they sound uh, doing the song live. So for me, without you, from Van Halen Halen 3 is the first, maybe the only, but we'll find out, uh, the first song from the album that is what uh, dreams are made of for me.
1: All right. Now, I was uh, doing some searching while you were talking there, Mark, and uh, came across an article by our good friend Eric Senich from the Van Halen News Desk, and the uh, headline of the article is should without you have been left off of Van Halen's Best of Both Worlds compilation? Obviously, with the title of Best of Both Worlds, you would think they would focus on Sammy and Dave. But does this song maybe deserve a place on, on a Van Halen's greatest hits over some of the songs that maybe made of uh, the list? I uh, think about it uh, Strung Out Not Enough uh, from Balance um, made that album. And they had uh, three live tracks from Live Right Here, Right Now. They played. Uh, where they put Ain't talking About Love, Panama, and Jump on there. So, you know, they could have maybe replaced one of the live cuts uh, with this, or even one of the uh, the three new ones. We talked about uh, It's About Time, which is a song we both like, and Learning to mm-hmm. See, which is a song I, I fucking hate. Uh, I would like to see that maybe replaced the song Without You. But what do you think? Uh, do you think Without You deserves a place on a Van Halen Greatest Hits?
0: If you're going to replace it from uh w- replace it with one of those other songs that made the cut that we are not so keen on then yeah, I say absolutely. Even if it's just this one song from this particular era, you kind of you got to put it in there. It's called the best of both worlds. I know both implies just two worlds, but look, you can give throw Gary a bone because look, it sounds like he went through a, a lot uh dealing with this album and dealing with the band itself. So like we're not this is not the podcast where we shit on Gary. On every Gary vacation, Sharon, right? out of verbal. Uh, we're 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 just here to spread the love of Van Halen and uh, the best way we can, and we're not above letting them know if uh, the song doesn't work for us. This song, however, did, and I think yes, it deserves a spot on that album.
1: Very well said. I agree one hundred percent. As you could probably tell from the uh, ad that I was trying to silence while you were talking. Uh, I found a live flip on YouTube. Uh, Should we check it out here? Yeah, why not? All right, here's a little bonus. uh, Without you live, uh, 1998, from Sydney, Australia. (laughs) Alex is wearing the uh, neck brace, of course. I just want to buy him a beer. Just end his ear for three or (laughs) four. That's what I'm talking about. That talks, right? So much better.
0: Let's see if they stare at one another when they play.
1: shouldn't uh, play the whole thing. Yeah. Let's <laughs> appreciate the song. As about to say, yeah. <laughs> That's good shit right there. It's much better live. (laughs) Oh man. And what a tour that would have been. Like, uh, that's the only time Van Halen ever played Dave Tunes and Sammy Tunes. Jeez. Like, yeah. I mean, that that would have been the
0: ultimate, uh, yeah, the ultimate Van Halen showcase.
1: Like, uh, I'll I'll just bring up one one of the set lists there Uh, during that time. They played uh, Unchained, Mm Open, and then they went into Without You. And then, what I want, Mean Street, Hello, When It's Love, Fire in the Hole, another great song from Van Halen 3. Why Can't This Be Love? Dance the Night Away, Feel Your Love Tonight, Jamie's Crying, Humans Being, uh, Hello, so Humans Being, fucking love that tune. Somebody get me a doctor, Gear <laughs> to the Day, right now, Ain't Talking About Love, Josephina, uh, Panama, and Jump. Like, God, sit yeah,
0: down. That's the perfect set for me. Like, if I'm going <laughs> to a Van Halen show, like, that's what I want. Give me those.
1: Yep, ditch Josephina and put something cool in there.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I know that's the true, album they're promoting, yeah. though, so you got to play it. But.
0: It's true, but he, he, I get what you're saying.
1: Gary Sharon uh, doing I mean, Humans yeah. Being that'd be pretty cool.
0: I think he could absolutely wail on Humans Being if they let him, uh, as as long as he's in good good voice that uh, the day of the show. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like Human Humans Being takes. Uh, it's it's not the most overly technical sounding song, at least from a vocal perspective. Like it's it's definitely not the highest Sammy has sung before, not by a long shot. So I mean, it's not it, it's it wouldn't be too t- difficult, is what I'm saying. And not that Gary needs it for it to be dumbed down. I'm just I'm just simply reiterating. I think he could absolutely just annihilate that song.
1: You no, know, I'm just trying to count how many uh, Sammy songs. Are actually in the set list and two. I'm gonna four uh, like dreams on that set. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, only four. You, you get a lot more Dave tunes and Sammy tunes, so that's kind of interesting because Gary's the one singer I think who could do both, uh, really, really well.
0: I think he could, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I want. I wonder if he had remotely any say so in the set oh, list. Probably, probably not, not.
1: Uh, unless so... he did. <laughs> probably during uh rehearsals where like, hey guys you want to try this like i love this tune, and you know maybe they workshopped it but uh yeah i would imagine okay. that's all eddie and alex <laughs> at this point
0: yeah pretty much that's that's fair
1: but it's a great tune and i'm glad you agreed i, I was kind of surprised actually uh listening to your uh, comments during the song that oh he's gonna shit on this song and we have to deflect call the van Heel and three lovers uh for another week but
0: yeah well down. i guess Yeah. Like I said, there's a lot, uh, I mean, there are some things I wanted to nitpick a bit, a little bit, but it just, it just didn't feel right. And it didn't feel necessary. Um, I just wanted to experience the song as it was presented. And like I said, the only, my hugest gripe that I can't let go of is the vocal mixing. I I think that that was bad, but we agree on that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it wasn't so bad that I couldn't enjoy the rest of the songs and, and that's, that's what you want, really. You don't want to ever, we don't want to shit on any Van Halen songs whatsoever. We want to say, okay, here are the things that didn't work. However, it's still good enough, you know. No, anytime we have to uh vote the dream is over, it hurts. Okay? I don't know how Corey feels about it, but it certainly hurts me. Um because it just it just feels like I'm I'm betraying someone, someone lo- that I love. Uh, but you know, it's just not every band is uh invincible so you know no matter what we all say uh i know some of you will probably come at me oh well what about and i go yeah sure but no one's invincible it's it's gonna be okay it's
1: It's gonna be okay and you know what mark uh we spun this you weren't real excited i was a lot more happy than you were uh because you you didn't really recall this one but i i'm gonna dare to say that you're in a better mood now than you were when we started
0: I am. I, I'm, I'm relieved is what I am because I was afraid we were just going to get yet another dud from this album because so far the ones we have gone over on this album for me have been absolutely no go. Uh, this one, however, this was the one, this is the one I was hoping for that would change my mind. So now, now I have a newfound optimism that maybe just maybe when we dive back into the rest of the album, whatever how many however many songs are left that we have, uh, that I will go into it much more optimistic and maybe find another gem amidst the shit.
1: There you go. That's the right way to look at it. Let, let's see what we got left. We got uh one, two, three, four, five, six left. Uh, not counting the instrumentals. There would be eight with the okay. instrumentals. So and actually uh the album actually opened with an instrumental i kind of missed this we should maybe listen to that uh because that's kind of what we've been doing whenever there's been an instrumental that's you know preceded the the song that we spun uh what do you say we give uh let's give new world a little bit of a spin we got a minute 46 here
0: all right let's try it
1: just kind of lovely and, and, and pretty. <laughs> and I, I originally was thinking, what a weird way to kind of open a, a rock album. But, you know, you, you had the little underlying melody of Without You in there. You had some electric sitar, which you never hear in a lot of rock music. And Mike Post on the piano. Uh, that was pretty fucking cool.
0: <laughs> it was gorgeous. Um, it was an, That was an interesting set of directions that went there towards the end. That, yeah. was, that was funny. <laughs> but uh, that was gorgeous. And it almost pains me to, to be like, the only thing this music was missing was a Sam Elliott voiceover talking about (laughs) like coffee or like doing something, you know, just, this sounded like a coffee commercial. uh, You know what? I I thought I was watching the princess
1: bride for a minute. It kind of sounded like Mark Noffler score from the princess bride.
0: (laughs) That is a good call. Yeah. I, I, okay. I reamend. We, uh, all we needed was the uh, voiceover from, uh, Oh, what's his face? I'm blanking on his name. I oh, Columbo, Columbo, yeah. Uh, his, <laughs> I can't, blanking on his actual name. I apologize, everybody. Uh, but Columbo, Peter Falk. Uh, Peter Falk. Thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace, Peter Falk. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it was missing. It was him reading The Princess Bride, the young Fred <laughs> Savage. Um, but you know, I kid, of course. But that that is what it reminded me of for the most part. Not to take away
1: the beauty of of that whole arrangement it was yeah that was awesome it was amazing i would recommend uh once you're done listening to this podcast go listen to new world and without you back to back without us jackholes uh, talking all over it and, and ju- just appreciate <laughs> uh musically how how great those two tracks are that, that was wonderful and man did it lift my spirits tonight uh, originally when you spin something from Van hill on three you're thinking oh really but uh, i knew I, I i dug this song before so i was kind of happy uh but i just appreciated it so much more tonight and uh Really glad we spun this one tonight. How about you? I
0: am too. We needed it. We needed a good song that we could uh, both agree. It's like, yes, that's it. That's the one. Yep. Um, not the album I would have chosen. Not whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm glad that it was this one. So I will count it as the wheel throwing us a bone. And that's all. I, I asked the wheel to be merciful. And it was with a slight twist. Like, I'm going to give you this, but just you wait. So, uh, thanks, thanks wheel. Uh, and with that, uh, Corey, that's the episode, that's the show for this week. Uh, but tell the good people where they can find the show and where they can find yourself. If they want to just come at you directly.
1: All right. They can find me at CD more on Twitter and Instagram. They can find the show at uh, podcast will rock on Twitter or triple W dot And of course you can find us as part of the deep dive podcasting network, a bunch of like-minded shows, uh, for some of your favorite brand uh, bands, uh, let's check out the the run list here. Uh, we have the Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, the Deep Purple Podcast, T-Bone's Prime Cuts. I love T-Bone. He does a, a follow Friday uh, every single week. It includes us. Thank you very much, T-Bone. You're the man. Nice. Uh, in the lap of the pods. Uh, hopefully, they're going to get back out of here real quick. I love that show. Uh, the, Magici- the Magician's Podcast. Uh, Scott from the Magician's Podcast, talking all things Uriah Heap, is going to be on our show very quick. Uh, he just had his author page added to Amazon, so uh, go check that out. He's coming up next month uh, on our show, and I can't wait to have him on. Uh, Hawk Binge yeah. is a journey through the Hawk Wind discography or Hawk Binge discography, um, Maiden A to Z, uh, Diary of the Mad Men, talking all things Aussie, of course. Uh, universally speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, uh, Metal Gods podcast. I know last week I mentioned that uh, they were kind of hanging it up. Heard a rumor they might be coming back with a third co-host so stay oh. tuned to that that's going to be awesome and of course uh the podcast and the podcast will rock and backtracks aerosmith revisited featuring myself uh, even though on the website it says hosted by casey and john my name is Corey, uh not casey <laughs> uh, they, they actually have our, our show name wrong on the website they put the podcast will rock which is incorrect and they have hosted by casey and mark and they have casey and john on backtracks aerosmith Revisited, but my name is Corey. i swear uh, and John Mariano, Breaking Down All Things Aerosmith. So that's where you can find us. And uh, Mark, where can the fine folks find you? Is Casey uh, Morissette the, uh,
0: the bizarro version of you? Like the one that just kind of like comes out to cause a ruckus when you're
1: not looking? <laughs> you know what? Possibly. And actually, uh, any Canadians listening to this, like Brian and, and Mark, uh, whenever I hear the name Casey, I think Casey and Finnegan for Mr. Dress Up, which was a uh, a big children's show up here in Canada. Uh, you guys had Mr. Rogers. We had Mr. Dress we Up. And, and Casey was his puppet child friend i'm not even quite sure but uh, his name was casey and finnegan was his dog so whenever i see casey i i think back to my childhood that's one of the few things i remember uh, from my childhood because i'm so fucking old how about you mark
0: well so many follow-up questions to to that whole thing (laughs) i will save that for another episode uh you can find me at mark the bat on twitter and instagram drop me a line throw all your hot takes at me and i'll sure to come back at you with either a thumbs up or a well that's cool man uh it's it's loads of fun we love it and that is the show as Corey said find us on our website find us on twitter
1: buy our merch we got merch out there oh my, my, mike green uh bought some merch uh, he tweeted today he had a picture he's actually wearing the shirt i'm wearing tonight uh the the podcast will rock with the old vh logo so thank you very much mike green that six bucks we get from that is going to go to good use, probably for the uh you know, 25 bucks a month I pay for Zoom or <laughs> something like that. But we really appreciate it, Mike, for buying some merch and everybody else listening should too. It's really cool stuff. The, the buying of the merch keeps the, uh, the the lights, the speakers, the
0: recording uh, boxes, everything keeps it on, the electricity on. So yeah, keep, keep us going if you enjoy what we do. So, and yes, big shout out to Michael for that. I saw that picture. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's all I got. That's all Corey, that's all Casey's got. um either both of them either one of them it doesn't matter (laughs) but uh thank you all for tuning in be sure to tune in next week hopefully we have yet another banger but you never know because it's not up to us it is up to the wheel we are not experts we are not rock historians we are just humble fans like yourself that enjoy the sweet sweet tones of van halen we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later